Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Remember the old diet advice, like, when the urge to eat strikes, just take a walk, or have a glass of water. Usually you're just thirsty, not hungry. If you're anything like me, these suggestions make you want to punch the magazine or the person who said it in the face. So many suggestions to just stop emotional eating are based in diet culture. They're based in the notion that you know what to do, just do it. And I'm here to tell you that Changing behavior is hard. We as humans are wired for comfort and disrupting a pattern of emotional eating is challenging. And at the same time, you absolutely can do it and you can learn to prefer it. However, to get started with disrupting this pattern, we need to feel understood. We need to then take small consistent actions in the direction of our goals. So we're going to leave these super patronizing suggestions at home and get some actual suggestions for simple, fun things to do when the urge to eat strikes when you know you are not hungry. So for some actual suggestions for this, I have a new free actionable guide. This is a one-page PDF you can pull up at any time with 23 things to do instead of eating, complete with links to videos, fun, inspiring songs, and many different ideas to disrupt the pattern and take a small step towards empowerment and towards that confident person that you deserve to be. So grab the guide absolutely free at drhondorp.com forward slash guide. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P forward slash guide to start ditching the shoulds and regaining confidence in yourself today. Hey everyone, Dr. Hondorp here with another episode of Motivation Made Easy. This one is a solo episode and this is a topic that I'm really excited to talk to you about. So we're going to talk about how the way we talk to ourselves impacts our ability to make healthy habit changes that actually stick, that are actually sustainable. So if you're struggling with consistency for healthy habits, like eating more home-cooked meals or moving your body more or sleeping better or sleeping more, 
and you have that intention over and over and it's just not happening, you know it's good for you, you know you'll feel amazing if you make this change and you just feel like you're failing, this episode is for you. It's actually based on the fact that the way we talk to ourselves is really, really powerful. And I will admit, I think this is something that I have underutilized perhaps for myself and perhaps in the way I've worked with people. So because changing our thoughts can be challenging, but it's also can be so, so powerful. So we're going to talk about how language affects our motivation, specifically for healthy habits and really how making a few simple shifts in our sentences and the ways we talk to ourselves can make a huge difference. So I'm so excited you're here and let's dive in. I really need to lose weight. This is a sentence that I have heard often and many people that come to see me, let's say for one-on-one work, they, you know, they know that they need to work on their relationship with food and their body. That's what I do. And they realize that maybe they have a lot of shame around eating and their body and this needs to shift and change. They might even say, you know, I really need to understand or learn to love myself. They might even say something like that. They may have no idea how to do that, but they may have this sense like, I really need to be kinder to myself and all of that. And do you know what 99% of them also say to me as well? Usually early on in our work together, they'll tell me, you know, I know this isn't the main focus. This isn't necessarily what you do, but I also really need to lose weight. And so they usually give me a look like, Sean, you get this, right? Like this weight isn't healthy for me. I need you to understand that. And I need you to know that eventually we're going to help me change that. And so Usually we have this conversation early and often when I'm working with someone one-on-one. And I I believe part of this statement is really just the person wanting to feel understood. Like, you get how uncomfortable I feel, right? Like, you get how much I desire to make a major change and feel good in my body, right? And I absolutely do get that. And we're going to talk today about the way we talk to ourselves, the beliefs we have about our eating habits, makes it really hard and almost impossible sometimes to make sustainable, healthy habit changes. So you all know me. I love talking about language and really, um, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I think there's so much opportunity for us to feel so, so much empowerment today with how we talk to ourselves and how we move towards what we want in our life. So I'm really excited to, to go over this. So first we need to understand the impact of language on our motivation for healthy habits. So if right now you're thinking, but Sean, I really do need to lose weight. My body's really unhealthy right now, or I don't get why saying that's a problem. Some people do need to lose weight for their health. Why is it so bad to say what I want? And this is also We've been having a lot of conversations about this and we have some actually podcast episodes specifically coming up about healthcare professionals and their all of our the way we were all trained to think about weight is just it's kind of it leaves us all feeling really confused. So 
like a healthcare professional could be listening or, or you could be listening and saying, Sean, this is kind of responsible. Like if we can't have an honest conversation, if someone needs to lose weight for health reasons, then we're doing them a disservice. And I want to be clear, there's nothing wrong with having a desire for weight loss. Many people do for lots of reasons. And there's also nothing wrong with discussing something's, someone's weight as it relates to their health. And notice I didn't say cause here. If the person is open to discussing that, first of all, we, we talk about autonomy, right? But it's not that we have to have this be a taboo subject or something we never talk about. But what we're going to unpack here and understand is this need to lose weight comment and why I really dislike this sentence. Or I guess when I say dislike, I just mean, I guess it's just an opportunity for shifting and growth, right? An opportunity for growth. Don't we all need, don't we all love opportunities for growth? I'm sure. (laughs) We can learn to love them. I'll just say that. So I want you to take a minute and I want us to understand how it impacts us when we say a sentence like, I need to, whatever. So I want you to imagine that you have some habit change you want to make. So let's say you want to exercise more. So we want to look at this, the difference and impact of language when we say the different sentences. So you might think to yourself, gosh, I really need to exercise more. I'm just really slacking and I know I'll feel better and I really need to do it. So we're going to do a little experiment. So again, consider that sentence. Just take a moment to tune into your body. I really need to exercise more. And notice your body's reaction. Notice any physical sensations or any emotions. For most of us, when we say I need to do something, we might feel mildly tense, perhaps a little bit anxious, feels like pressure, expectation, like a should. We may feel some guilt that we haven't done it yet. We're not doing it. And again, although we really might want to do that same behavior, the sentence directly impacts how we feel in the moment. And most of the time, it makes us less likely to do it and less likely to at least do it long-term. It might motivate us short-term. I really need to exercise. And that self-criticism can kind of prompt us to go. So again, Just notice how your body feels. I really need to exercise more. Okay, so now we're going to try it another way. This time, we're just going to make a very slight tweak and we're going to change the sentence to, I really want to exercise more. So now tune into your body. Notice what's there with that sentence. Just notice for a few seconds if your body feels any different than before. So I'd be curious what other people's reaction to this. Even when I say this, I notice a difference. So I feel more relaxed. I feel more calm and I feel more drawn to actually exercise. So instead of guilt, we might actually feel excited. We might feel determined. So isn't it fascinating how that simple shift in our words and there is really good if you are, if you're like me, I mean, Many of you are like, that's my experience. That makes sense. And you are ready to move on. But for me, I'm like, there is research that shows when we shift our sentences, we shift our physiology, we shift the way our bodies respond. And it's just, 
pretty cool. It's just cool how the mind so much influences our body in, in many ways, and we can learn to harness that. So, so again, this is the difference really between the external should-based motivation that we all, all often talk about moving away from because it doesn't work long-term to internal and sustainable motivation, aka autonomous motivation, the holy grail of motivation, as I call it. So you might be like, okay, yeah, I need to lose weight to feel good, but fine, I'll just say I want to lose weight then, whatever, Sean. Like, this is... And I'm going to say, hold on, there's a little more to unpack there because a lot of times what happens, even if we shift the language on the surface, there might be silent kind of beliefs underneath that keep us feeling stuck. So you might feel like, I need to lose weight. And this might be for a bunch of reasons. One, you've been told probably your entire life that weight loss is healthy. Weight loss is going to make you healthier. If your BMI falls out of the normal range, you're more likely to feel this pressure more. Um, but even really at any BMI, a lot of times we believe that's true. And there's a lot of flaws in this argument that we've talked about in previous episodes, and we'll link to those. But this is how we were all taught. So, of course, we would think this way. Um, and it's pretty ingrained, right? Number two, there's also a ton of social pressure to be in a smaller body. So, you know, weight bias, stigma is everywhere, super harmful. And the reality is there is a decent chance, depending on your situation, that some weight loss might lead you to gain more social status, more social acceptance. And this is an unfortunate reality, but we just need to kind of be honest with ourselves of what we're really trying to get from weight loss. And again, that's where it's like, we don't have to feel bad about it, but I think just being really honest about what's motivating us, what are we really hoping for? And um, how can we actually get ourselves that in a sustainable way? What's our best options? And the other thing I'll say is that during the time that if you've gained weight, your health might also have been getting worse during that time. And so although body changes are normal, it's normal for bodies to change size over time with different life events or age or just a variety of reasons. Um, sometimes when we are gaining weight, especially if we've dieted for many years, we often have a lot of shame and that and sometimes fear and that can get masked by perhaps by eating and, and binge eating, or it just can be an associated with a lot of stress. And if we are holding in a lot of stress or shame, this puts a lot of stress on our bodies. It may actually make us do other healthier habits less. If we're so stressed and run down, we might be exercising less. We might be spending less time with friends. We might be cooking at home less or whatever. Um, you may also have developed more pain, lower endurance, or feeling lower energy during a period of weight gain, um, blood sugar control can be worse. And therefore, again, it's more evidence your brain, because of especially what we've been taught, assumes weight is the issue here. Thus, I have to lose weight to feel better mentally and physically. And first and foremost, I want to say that all of what you're feeling about your weight in your body is valid. It's all valid, right? It's all your experience. No one else is in your body, first of all, and therefore no one can tell you how you do or don't feel about weight loss or your body size. And the fact of the matter is that focusing on weight loss, when we're making habit changes, rarely gets us anywhere. It just barely ever works long term for 
mostly probably because our bodies kind of rebound biologically, but also because when we make a change from a place of should and guilt and not enoughness, it's less likely to stick. And, you know, when we're making these changes from a place of more internal motivation or really what it comes down to is making a change from a place of, you know, let's say you really feel good when you eat salad. So I eat a salad because I either like it, it makes me feel good, or maybe it's just consistent with the person I want to be. It helps me to show up as the person I want to be. And when we make a change from that place, it's a lot more likely to actually stick because it's really making a change from a place of taking care of ourselves and reaffirming that we are worth taking great care of. So again, when we really focus on weight loss and say things like, I really need to lose weight, we're coming from that similar place of usually stress, guilt, not enoughness, feeling unworthy. And you may or may not be fully conscious of this. Some of you may be like, yep, that's how I feel. And others of you might be like, I don't really know. I don't think it's really about that. But there's an image I've been sharing and talking about a lot lately, which is the kind of tip of the iceberg where we see the top iceberg above the water. And that's really kind of our habits or different things that are more obvious. And then underneath we have this whole huge iceberg that's much bigger than the actual part that's sticking above the water because so many of our thoughts, beliefs, and emotions are really not that conscious or they happen so quickly we're not even aware that we're doing it. And so that's what we have to do when we think about wanting to make sustainable habit changes. We have to understand a bit of what's under that iceberg so we can notice, oh wow, I'm really telling myself like, you are not enough. You are bad at this weight. And to be good, you need to lose weight. It just doesn't work. And, or sometimes it's, you know, I'm not okay. I might develop a health issue and die soon. This like fear-based place. And again, we're going to talk about that in just a second here, but basically that is also a really associated with a lot of need and stress and pressure and we can transform that fear into this internal motivation, but we have to make some tweaks to how we're sent it, uh, saying the sentence to ourselves. So one thing that I really want you to consider is this idea of, do you actually not have a choice? So I think it's because partly because of our culture, the American way is like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, work hard. You don't have a choice. You have to do this thing. You have to do whatever. And typically when we say we need to do something and we really think in that moment, we feel like we, we must, like we have no other choice. I need to do this. Otherwise I won't feel good. I have no choice. And no matter how I feel, like I need to force myself to lose weight is a common one. Our culture is very obsessed with shoulds. But freedom of choice is what actually makes us feel motivated for the long term. So autonomous motivation is freedom of choice without excessive pressure. So what do we actually need to do in our life? Not a whole lot. We feel like we need to do all these things, right? But we need to breathe to stay alive. We need to drink water, assuming we want to stay alive. We need to sleep. 
We need nourishment of some kind. Again, assuming we want to stay alive. Um, but do we actually need to exercise regularly, eat plenty of fruits and vegetables, sleep eight hours a night and get all the things on our to-do list done and, oh, you know, also get the dream job and the dream house and all that? No, we we don't, right? We may deeply want to. We might believe that it's the very best way to live our best lives and feel good, but we don't need to. You always have a choice. But the problem is that most people, you know, when when you think about I have a choice, it's easy to go down the self-blame shame track. Like, yeah, I know I have a choice and I'm not doing it and I'm I'm the worst and I'm not capable. All those subconscious iceberg beliefs like come up and they influence you. But when we really just look at, no, you have a choice from an empowered place, it can, it can be a game changer. So, and again, it's not surprising that you go down that shame spiral because we're just not taught accurate things about weight and body size. Bodies are meant to be different sizes. The body mass index is a ridiculous measure and it shouldn't be used for individual health markers. And the fact is that dieting and chronic dieting, although we're told it's better to have tried than to not try, I'm no longer convinced of that. It's probably one of the reasons or part of the reason that weight gain over time is occurring. There's other reasons too, but, and again, I mentioned earlier you might also have this fear like, well, I really need to eat better or I might develop a health condition, right? Like I might get sick. I could die early. It's scary stuff. And so, yeah, you might kind of be thinking like, okay, I don't need to lose weight, but like I have a family history of heart disease. My dad died of a heart attack when he was 55 and I'm 52 and I'm on his path. I need to change things. And I would disagree with that statement. You don't need to. It is your choice. And yes, if you want to live a long, healthy life and you currently aren't exercising or aren't getting enough social connection or you're not managing your stress well or you're eating a lot of mostly processed foods, then yeah, making those changes absolutely are, you know, they're likely to set you up to live longer and better and beyond what your father did. 100%. But you don't need to. It isn't your only option. Again, you always have a choice. By understanding that and by shifting that language without the self-shame, it actually makes it easier to make the choice you want to make. So we want to be shifting. So how do we shift the conversation towards empowerment and healthy habits that actually stick? So how can we use this information to shift from need to want to in an empowering way? So first, I want you to just practice noticing what you're saying to yourself. And this is can be hard. Like some of you may have this skill set. It is a it is a skill set that takes practice of just being aware in itself is a very powerful step. So simply stopping and noticing and saying when you're saying to yourself stuff like I need to lose weight, I need to exercise, whatever you're pressuring, I really need to do this thing. It's causing stress and pressure in your body and simply is not helpful. So just noticing that is great. I want you to notice it. I want you to take out a piece of paper and jot it down. I noticed this thought or put it in your phone in the notes app. 
pat yourself on the back because that step is important in itself. Awareness is essential for change. So you've already, you've already taken a positive step and we have to learn to acknowledge ourselves as we do make these changes because they're not easy. So in these scenarios, you could shift the sentence to, I want to feel good. I want to exercise. I want to make more home cooked meals. I want to add more fun into my life. I want to see my friends more, whatever. Any of those sentences will be much more effective in moving you towards the habit changes you want to make. Number two, if you are stressed about your health and want to engage in more healthy habits, I want you to pay attention to that emotion. So we talked back in episode 76 and 77 a few weeks ago all about fear and avoidance and how it keeps the emotional eating cycle, binge eating cycle going. So we all avoid, but it is not serving you. So if you are, if you are really concerned about your health or your health habits and want to improve one or maybe many of them, and frankly, who doesn't, then get curious about what you really want to change. And so when we think about like, we're shifting our language, but we're also, we're not avoiding. We're not saying, I don't need to do that. I don't need to worry about that. Nuh-uh. No, we're noticing, oh, this keeps coming up for me. I keep having the thought, gosh, I really need to do this. I really, okay, good. Notice that. Write it down. Shift the language. And then, and then perhaps, you know, unpacking if that's the, the most important thing to focus on now. And one great thing that I would highly recommend you do is finding someone like a any healthcare provider, could be a doctor, physician assistant. You could also find a counselor. You could also find a coach, like a health coach or someone that you trust to support you. Could even just be a friend that's working on their goals too, to support you. Most of us need some accountability for habit change. Um, Not all of us, but most of us do. I know I do. So just that will actually serve you know, getting that support will actually help you, right? So saying, I want to do this. So whether it's improving your sleep, managing your stress better, nutrition, exercise, whatever. And I, we really want to find someone that's going to help you do it without focusing so much on the number on the scale. So again, you are going to shift back to old thinking patterns. We all do. So every time you catch yourself in shoulds or needs to need to sentences, it's an opportunity to learn and shift. So next time you catch yourself feeling stressed or guilty, just getting curious. What am I saying to myself? Write it down, put it in your phone, wherever to get it out of your head and down on paper. That's powerful. I know it's tempting to just try to work it through in your head. And that does rarely works. It, it really I mean, I still write these things down for myself. It's just a skill. It just, it really helps to, it helps a lot to actually work through it. So make sure you don't skip that step. Then ask yourself, what do I really want? How can I shift this sentence to a want to sentence? Much more powerful. I also encourage you to focus on one habit at a time. Rome was not built in a day. Your desire to change all the things comes from a really great place. Believe me, I've tried to change all the things many times in my life and it just rarely works. 
you know, one habit at a time, you know, maybe one or two, but it, one is a great place to start. So if you're not currently doing much exercise, adding in one exercise session, hopefully a fun one to start per week, or if you're having meals at home twice a week, just aim for three. Consistency over intensity wins the race. And finally, it's really important to know that you are going to quote unquote fail. Um, Failure is something that I've been thinking a lot about how we think about failure and how so many of us have this fear of failure and it just keeps us stuck. But failure is actually such a great thing. And I've had some pretty lots of experiences with failure lately and it's not fun in the moment, but you can actually learn to kind of embrace it. And that also is a skill, but failure is a great thing. It means you're trying. Change is hard. Being a human is hard and you're going to return to old habits, old eating or exercise habits, or just anything, old thinking patterns. It's going to happen, but you absolutely can shift and change how you think. And every time you notice a pattern, you notice a need to or should, it is progress. I want you to practice celebrating yourself even when it seems small. And that's where, again, having someone you can celebrate with really helps because it is hard to change these things by yourself. It's, it, it, we need community. We need encouragement. And so every time you change your thinking, even if it's just a shift in a sentence, even if you were going to go on your walk anyway and you used to think, I really need to go on this walk and now you think I really want to and you still do the same behavior, that shift in thinking is going to get more ingrained into your brain and it will add up over time. So keep noticing, keep failing, keep picking yourself back up, keep learning. And uh, that's that's how change occurs. And so I'd love to hear what you think of this episode. I'd love to hear how the sentence shifts you're making and how it's impacting you. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. As a reminder, if you are loving the podcast, please rate and review. I love reading those. Um, And yeah, if you want to reach out, you can always find me at support at drshawnhondorp.com. Thanks for being here. Bye. Thank you for listening today and for showing up for yourself. If you are ready to ditch the diet mentality, build sustainable, healthy habits, take great care of your body, and build a life you truly love, then I have some great news for you. The doors for the Body Respect Program are now open for enrollment. This innovative program is unlike anything else out there. It will help you unlearn diet mentality BS, learn to truly work with your body instead of against it, and help you show up as the person you were meant to be. If you're ready to dive deeper and get the support you truly deserve, go to drhondorp.com forward slash course or click on the link in the show notes to sign up and get more information about the program, current bonus offerings, and to join the community today. That's drhondorp.com forward slash course. It's time to stop dieting and start living. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. 
Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.